Welcome into Kindred Spirits here on the Arc Refugees Podcast Network, covering another team, <laughs> another DC related team that is that is uh, not having the greatest of seasons. And um, yeah, uh, we, we got a we got a show, we got a game to talk about, we got more news than probably we thought we were going to have to talk about. Um, we got more details on the Chris Ward dismissal. Um, John, <laughs> uh, should we jump right into yeah. it? Should we, should we do the no. weekend? Should we no. do the weekend? <laughs> no, let's just talk about this. Let's just talk about the, the current dumpster fire. That is the Washington spirit on and off the field. Jeez. Every, uh, yeah. you, you know, what's like, it's so, it's so insane to me with the, and I'm like exasperated at this point. I think a lot of people, are exasperated at this point, but like we, I, we all thought, we all thought that when the ownership situation was settled, we thought, okay, this is going to be like the end of the drama's over. Everything's over. Like there's no drama, no controversy. They just won a championship. They just did everything that you could expect and everything's going to go great. Right. And the season's not going great. Okay. That's fine. Season's not going great. But there's no like it's it's clearly like better than what's been going on. And then it's like that all just has been in the past week. God completely turned on its head. Um, John, do we want to start with with what sort of was released or do we want to start with uh, the Chris Ward stuff? Do we want to talk about the game a little bit? Let's talk about the game and then we'll I go feel, backwards, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, D, uh, so Washington Spirit 2-2 draw again, <laughs> giving up, giving up a last minute stoppage time goal. I think they're like. 30th from yeah. the uh 30th this year in a 22 game season i'm pretty sure they played scrimmages in that and it just it's been a it's been a it's been a huge issue for this team um i don't really know like it, it's very clear that it's like at this point now it's like it's 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 been a it's been a disappointing season yeah. and i think this is it just punctuates this i think we kind of all thought hey okay they're gonna come in you know they got a new coach bump, so hopefully they play well. And I think they played a little better. They looked; uh, you could see some of the movement and some of the excitement that we see out of the out of the trio of Hatch, Rodman, and yeah, Sanchez. Yeah, we saw we saw uh, chunks of that in the previous game against Portland as well. So they're they're unable to put ninety minutes together right now. Regardless, I think mm-hmm. that's just the situation. The first goal uh, Houston scores is a stupid goal. Uh, it's a cross yeah. off a dead ball situation. Uh, hits Sam Staub in the feet, almost rolls in the net. Is, is is kicked out of the net and then Sophie Schmidt from three feet out tucks it in uh, just sort of the embodiment of the season in a goal right there pretty much and that's and that and then we're and then and then the spirit are, are fighting from that from that point on uh, mentality heads drop a little bit because yeah <laughs> because we have been there this season and that's sort of that's you know that's what we're talking about a stupid goal scored in a dumb way uh, is is a, like the one of one of the subtitles for the season unfortunately. Is this a scenario for you? Do you think this team, the first thing they look is to retool this team defensively? Do you think they, oh yeah, they bet too much on guy players like uh, Kelly O'Hara, Sam Staub, that they would continue performances? Karina Rodriguez was called up for the Mexican national team. I don't think she's taken that next nope. step that I kind of thought she would this year. Um, I, I think it's been an overall struggle for this team defensively. Um, and I, it's, I mean, it's shown they have not been able to find wins or anything, yeah, no, much of uh, anything. And we'll talk, maybe we'll talk about this or I'll, I'll talk about it now. Uh, potentially some of those players are free agents. Uh, unfortunately, the league and the players association cannot agree how big the list of free agents is and who is actually included in it, which is just, again, perfect, uh, perfect for everything that's going on. But Kelly O'Hara is on that list. Uh, Sam Staub, I would say 
has done the best she can. I think she's their iron woman. Yeah. She's played. She's stayed healthy. She's had some good games. She's not was not as good as she was last year, but has also had probably ten different center back pairing partners this season. So I, you know, Amber Brooks is a player I'd like to see them probably move on from. Uh, Kelly mm-hmm. O'Hara is a player who struggles to stay on the field. That was the story at Utah Royals. She's already played much more and more meaningful minutes for the spirit than she ever did for Utah, because I believe she never got on the field for them because she was injured and then took the year off for COVID. I don't know the salary that the challenges unlike MLS. We don't really have any idea about what their salaries are, what they are relative to the cap. Emily Sonnet, another player who you would assume is on a pretty, pretty high level contract who misses time for the national team and has not necessarily put her stamp on the club played well at some points last year. Uh, but that's a, that's a, those are spots you could potentially spend money on uh, other players. So I, I think mm-hmm. that's I think that's certainly something to look out for in the attack. They're set and we'll talk about that. Yeah, actually, well, we'll just say Ashley Hatch. Uh, all she can do is score. It's it's a, it's amazing that this player is so consistent on a team that has challenges really finding uh, a consistent consistency this year. She's played in only 13 matches and has scored seven goals like ridiculous. I think if she had a full season, uh, if, if international duty did not rob her from this from this team, although she, you know, at least she played for them this year. Unlike, uh, say Aubrey Kingsbury, who was gone the entire, most of the season and, uh, was, was gathering cobwebs on the bench, but you know, it's, it's, she's, she's great. Uh, Trinity Rodman has, I would say improved here in this last five or 10 games. She has sort of like reasserted like, ah, yes, I am the highest paid player in NWSL. (laughs) I am very good. I will now be very good. Uh, her and Ashley Sanchez, that 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 triad is is something you build around and and don't mess with for sure. Yeah. It's just every it's just everything else is is somewhat in question. Yeah, I mean, I think I think obviously I think the one benefit <laughs> the one benefit the spirit has as opposed to the the uh, the other team that plays at Audi Field in, in DC United is that uh, finishing last finishing low in the table gets you a high draft pick, and uh, in this day and age. Having a high draft pick actually does mean right, no academies means <laughs> and, and, actual <laughs> real talent coming out of uh, coming out of it, the college draft. Yeah, so there is actual talent that you that you can grab, um, and you can you can you know build maybe around that around that defensively. I'll be curious to see what the what the draft looks like. I have no insight into. <laughs> we'll have what to bring is. Travis Clark on uh, to the show. Travis Clark, <laughs> yep, Travis Clark. I'm sure we'll have him on. Um, his, his, as he jokes, his annual appearance mm-hmm. on the show, um, running, running the circuit of all podcast because he's the one who actually pays attention. So it's good, good for him. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so it, we'll see what this team can do. I, I think there is some opportunities, like you said, to, to bring in some different players. Um, and they're going to have a new coach. They will <laughs> a new coach to, to drive this whole thing. Um, let's. Should, do we have anything else you want to get in this game, or should we get just, into the meat of the just argument? Just Kingsbury's error on the on the tying goal is a dagger. Alonzi, I believe I'm trying to think if she was the one who scored against well, Houston, uh, scored against yeah, scored against the Spirit last time. I'm I'm going to exonerate Kingsbury a little bit from that. I think on both goals there is a failure First one for sure on yeah on the defensive side to actually track like track the defender to to go to the ball and to clear the ball on that in the in both those situations in my mind. I would um, like to see I think I think that ball though or 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 true. push it a little bit wider. That's been the pr- the problem has been spilling rebounds and similar to DC United again another team we've watched a lot. 
uh, poor rebound discipline, like poor, 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 yeah. like, you know, management of rebounds. And that's, you, it's a, it's a struggle. That's a hard thing to do, but Kingsbury has been able to do that in the past. And this year she's not been very good at it. Yeah. So I, I think, I think this whole team is just like ready. We're all ready for a reset on both the Washington spirit and DC United. We are ready for a, hopefully a quieter year um, where the, where the challenge cup is not a main fixture. Um, obviously we're still going to have the world cup next mm-hmm. year. That's going to yep. be, that's going to be the big gap. Um, we'll, we'll see what the lineup looks like. We'll see if any, any players might drop off um, who maybe were getting appearances. That world cup roster is going to be uh, going to be interesting to see. Uh, and you know what teams might take off. Um, I think NWSL needs to evaluate they are. how many games they want to play. They're breaking. Um, they're breaking for the world cup this year or next year. Good. That, good. Is, that is, that is what good. I've read. They should. They should. It's good. They should. So they absolutely should. <laughs> so we'll get to the second piece of news here. So last week, all we had to go on was a tweet. And all anyone had to go on was a tweet because that's what the spirit decided to do. Uh, after the game, after another poor Andy Sullivan, God bless Andy Sullivan, who always <laughs> has to go out on, and do press uh, for the spirit, mostly because she's an amazing quote. Uh, this was pre-written, clearly. Uh, but she had something to say about Chris Ward and his termination. You know what? We probably should have done the athletic article first, but uh, we're going to do it backwards. So, uh, well, well, I I think in the athletic article, it was mentioned that a player came to Chris Ward after the whole incident in training, which is probably, we have no, we have, we have no doubts. That was Andy Sullivan. (laughs) Like no question about it. I also think that was Andy probably dragging off the player who was unwilling to leave the field uh, at, at the time, sort of like, but so Andy says, I'll read, I'll read the, the quote in, in full. She says, we want to start. We'd like to start off with a statement on behalf of the players. Firstly, we are frustrated that this is necessary given our history. Secondly, we are angered by Chris Ward's answers in the piece by the athletic. We know the idiom that there are two sides to every story, but that is simply not the case in this scenario. We know his interview to be a completely inaccurate recollection of a serious situation. And furthermore, the apology offered to us last Friday demonstrates a misalignment in his words and actions towards the team. The players fully support the decision of the club to relieve him of his duties as head coach. And we have every intention of cooperating in a proper course of action as it relates to the circumstances like this one. We will no longer take any questions regarding his dismissal or make any further comments on it at this time. We are focused on our current performances and the rest of our season moving forward as a group. So uh, great, great statement by the, by the captain. So let's talk about what she's refuting basically, or what she's talking about. Chris Ward talked to Pablo and I think Meg, Linehan, uh, yes, earlier in the week, sort of saying mm-hmm. what his version of events were. So what we know there is that all, all we know is that there was a tweet and that was it. And there was no follow up answers. And unfortunately, because there was nothing else, I'm sorry. Also, uh, Mark Rikorian had a media availability, but he was basically saying something happened and we made a move basically. And, I, and we yeah. can't say anything else because there are potentially things afoot. That was uh, that was what we had. Very shortly after that, I believe almost like an, maybe an hour after that, I'm trying to get my timelines right. I know I was eating sushi during uh, during this article <laughs> coming out. Uh, but basically, Chris Ward's view of it was we were in practice. We were doing a training, a training element, and one player was not getting my commands or not getting sort of what we were trying to do. And I told them to get off the field so that we can instruct them. The player would not leave. Uh, he got a little bit more animated and then started yelling at the player. Again, this is all Chris sort of Chris's recollection of it uh, and and had to had to have her leave the field and she wouldn't leave. Eventually, another player came and grabbed them uh, and took them off. And 
that was from his perspective. That was it. Uh, it was, it was a little bit of, I think he said sort of a weird atmosphere after that, but that was all he knew. He goes to his office. A player comes in and tells him, Whoa, that was extremely not okay. We do not like the way this went. Chris says he responds, says, you're right. Sorry. I didn't mean to, I didn't mean to react in that way. Uh, I shouldn't do that. I need to fix it. Uh, then there was a player's, there was a player's uh, retreat scheduled. He he says that he was like, I, I won't go. I'll give you guys space. And also that was also Mark's idea too, is like, let's not have that happen. Chris Ward, apparently, according to him, had spoken to all of the players uh, re- like briefly before that, a couple weeks before that, basically to be like, where are we on this? How is the season going for you? Is there anything I can you know do? To his to his idea, he got no responses indicating to him that he had a problem in the locker room. As Steve Goff said, clearly that's incorrect by the way things went with this. Uh, either they didn't say anything or he didn't hear it or whatever else. There was a miscommunication there between the players and Chris about how the season had gone. Uh, Chris then uh, talks to team council that weekend on Sunday, says, hey, I need to talk to you about this. I think we have to figure out where we're at. And then council says, sure, Mark will come in on Monday. And he says, I don't want to Mark want Mark there. And the council says, tough, Mark's going to be there. So then Mark was there on Monday <laughs> uh, and then he got fired. And they, he, he says, uh, they went through it. They talked about it. They said that, uh, you know, there are some things at play here that were out of your control as far as results go. And they said, we're not going to say anything else about this. You can say whatever you want. Uh, sort of allowing him to, so there, he was not under gag rule clearly because he talked to the athletic and there's not a severance thing at play where he couldn't speak about it. But he acknowledges that a, he acknowledges that the practice was filmed. So what was, what was said and how it was said and what body language there, we're never going to see that, but NWS, the players association and the league will be able to see that and be able to make their own judgment about what happened. And, and was he menacing a player? Did he, was he physically intimidating to the player? The, the struggle I have with all of this is that, and even in, even in Andy's statement, we don't have an idea of, is this a pattern of behavior or was this one, one dude flying off the rails and having a bad and having a bad and, and, and acting inappropriately. That's not to say that's not enough to be fired. Right? Like if I, yeah. if you snap at work, it's entirely possible that you can be fired from doing, say you were had an okay year up to that point and did that one thing you understand that that's enough sometimes to get you fired. Uh, the problem is we don't, we're not going to know that we're never going to know that we, all we have here is we have Chris's side and then we have the players saying that what happened was unacceptable and we're going to go through the proper channels and we're not going to talk about it anymore. So it leaves people to, you know, say, all right, well, how are you going to feel about this? I'll speak about, I'll speak me. And then you could say you. And for me, after hearing Andy's side of it, I think what happened is, Chris thought it wasn't a big deal. The players think it is a big deal. Uh, and they, the team agreed with the players and that's that. And that's okay. Chris is not Richie, but he made a mistake and he was going to get fired at the end of the year, according to sources based on performance. And if the team had decided, and after this incident, I said, I don't want to work with this man anymore. That's fine. I think that, that this was the right move for all involved uh, I think the team blew this from a communications perspective. I think that this was a mistake to do one tweet. I think it was a mistake to not provide that context. It was a mistake to make Andy do that. 
and not and not have communication step out and speak on the entire issue and say, I think I think I talked to somebody else about this. I would have said, uh, and this is after Andy's thing. I would have said, uh, effective immediately. Chris Ward is no longer the head coach of the Washington Spirit. Uh, you know, we appreciate his efforts up to this point. We do believe after, particularly after an incident that occurred at training this Friday, that it makes sense for us to move forward uh, in separate directions. Uh, we are working with the Players Association and NWSL to pursue whatever necessary action needs to be placed. Uh, but we are looking forward and trying to find a, and trying to find a manager uh, for the rest of the season and, tw- and, and years beyond. And then Andy wouldn't have to speak, and people wouldn't have to think he's Richie Burke, and they would know that he did something out of bounds that was enough to get him fired. That's how I would have handled it. Ted, what's your general takeaway? I mean, yeah, I guess that is. You do look at players, coaches like Richie Burke, coaches like uh, Ronnie Dahlia Dahlia got send-offs that were, um, that at least got, you know, nice press releases and they were horrid, horrid people and horrid, horrid coaches. And there was long tracks of abuse from all those coaches um, and, you know, I, I think, do I think Chris Ward, I, I do take a little issue with, well, he wasn't as bad as Chris Ward or you're sorry. He wasn't as bad as Richie Burke. And, and I think that is that that should not be a line. I'm sorry. It shouldn't, that should not be a line In another league, it wouldn't that be. we draw. Yeah. Yeah. It, that it really, it really should not be a line that we draw here. Um, and we shouldn't say, oh, well, if you're slightly better than Richie Burke, you're fine. Not no. slightly uh, Ricky, better. Uh, not yeah, well, that's but not saying but, the N word. It's saying that's the N- what you're saying. That, that's what you're. But that's what I'm you're saying. saying. Dramatically you're saying that different. You, you, I'm saying one incident that occurred versus Richie Burke, who who hounded we players know, out of the league, who said who said allegedly said the N word at, at training, who made players have nervous nervous breakdowns and quit soccer. None of that's happened this year. No one's accusing him of those other things. Fair. And in another league, if it wasn't. If I only say that because uh, in NWSL players, coaches have been fired for sexually assaulting and grooming players. Coaches have been fired for being uh, overtly racist. And because he just, they, all they said was, uh, he's gone. That is, I think uh, you wouldn't have to do it. Any other league, any other league coaches get fired for a bunch of reasons that aren't like, you know, send him to jail. Either in the set of public. That's the only reason I make that. That's the only reason I make that distinction. He, what he did was out of bounds. He should be fired for it. He was fired for it. Say that. Say all that. And then and then we can part as, you know, part the way that we should part. I, I think regardless of regardless if the statement is made by the team, I think that the players still come out and make that statement because, again, there's no gag order on Chris Ward. I think he wanted to get his side out there. Um, I think I, I have to think that there was, you know there was more that that had to have been going on, regardless of whether Chris Ward thinks it was or not. I mean, I, I think there are certain things I, I do not think, I think this incident was a, a culmination of, of, of events. I think we've heard now that the team was already, was already planning on letting Chris Ward go. I think things had gotten sour way before this incident happened. I think regardless of whether he wants to admit it or not. And I think that I think there is some reasons to be concerned about if he's given another job. I think again, I talked about so it's easy to be a coach when you're winning. I think what we saw was when he was under just the when he was under pressure as a top level manager, he cracked. And he, whether whether that was the only incident or not, he lashed out 
probably because of the pressure he he was feeling as the manager, who was probably honestly probably looking for another job at that point, or at least had that in the back of his head. He had to have Mark had Corian, some Mark semblance. Corian had a spy on his team, on his on his uh, on his staff for a month before he was fired. So certainly he had to know he was in the hot seat. So for, to your point, yeah, certainly was was feeling the pressure. You know, where I think we're going to disagree about sort of his his suitability for another position. I think, but that's 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 totally fine. I I understand your point. And to and another thing in your favor is that if he misjudged that this was out of bounds, it's entirely possible that other occurrences happened throughout the year. I just you know we're not owed anything. I think the problem the challenge is since you're not owed anything and since you have to make your own judgments, you're going to have a spectrum of of sort of viewpoints on that. And I think that they're all to some degree valid, but the, the, the situation remains that this team has had to fire two coaches in two years, mm-hmm. uh, for, and, and winning a championship and in winning between a championship that, which is wild, between them, which, which only speaks which to tell you the talent on this roster. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know another coach. I don't know, given the particular hand that this was given this year, I think that it, I, I struggle to think of a coach that could have put this team maybe better than it is. I think certainly there are points on the table points on that points were left sort of like late. That's, that's not necessarily anything about, you know, the players themselves. So I think there are certainly maybe coaches could have got them out of the current position they're in, but there were things that were certain immutable events, like the schedule, like the seven of your players going international duty that would have made anybody challenged uh, to, to get points. The, the weakness at the bottom half of this roster probably caused by how big the top half of this roster is. Not most teams don't have that, are able to spread that money a little bit more uh, evenly instead of having, having to find a bunch of national team replacement players. Uh, regardless, the team finds itself sim- in a similar position to DC United playing out the string in some ways. I think they're not mathematically mm-hmm. eliminated, but maybe they are or they probably should be. Uh, I've, Gotham is technically one game in hand below them, but lower on points, but I don't think that this, I think, I think the announcer, uh, in the game, Houston game after they scored the second goal was like, this could be the turnaround like last year, right on the back of this, they're going to go. And it's like, no man, no, not, (laughs) not going to happen. That team, that team, that team at the time was like out of the playoff picture, but like very clearly still in the hunt. And then they went on that incredible massive run to move up their position. Um, I mean, the season's over, regardless of in every way, pretty much, except for yeah, the fact that there are games. It's, yeah, it's it's sad to it's sad to see, but I mean, it is it, it is what it is right now with this team, and they're looking for another coach. And I, I hope they get this. They have, I mean, they almost have to get this one right. Um, I mean, any coaching situation, you have to get this right. But I think I, I would I would certainly like for them. I guess my biggest my biggest fear is it, it does it does feel like. Um, that Mark is, is, is the one in charge right he is, now. For sure he is he the is. one running. He's, he is running the show. Stephen Goff says he's making like two or three times what Ben Olsen was making. And Ben Olsen was yeah. making 300 K and people were having heart attacks about that. So now your GM is making quite a bit more than that, <laughs> much more than the technical staff, much more than anybody else that works at the club. So just keep that in mind. And, and there, there, there is a concern there that, you know, he's going to go to, you know, will he, bring an assistant in. He's already talked he about it. It was rumored that he, yeah, he already has an assistant in. Is that assistant then suddenly going to get the job of head coach? Is that how this works? Is he going and find somebody else who he can bring in? How does that, when you give somebody that much control, how much control are they willing to, to see? Um, you know, is it, and it, yeah, that's a good point. It, it, it just, it just, because that's, it, it just, 
yeah, it just feels it, it has me worried. It has me worried that so much has been put on this guy who I mean, who I guess has had run a successful, extremely successful, successful program, extremely successful program at Florida State, which is, you know, which is good. Um, and, and I'm not saying that's not worthy of consideration, but it's just it's very concerning, I guess. We're in a very unsure place, and I wasn't expecting that this year. I was expecting to be in a very sure place, and I think I think there are questions for me as to who do you hire. You know, you bring in a big time coach like a, a Mark Parsons, they're going to want more control over the roster than maybe than maybe that uh, Mark's willing. That to is give something them. to so, you know, really focus on, I think, because it was asked him in the press conference before I read Chris Ward's piece. And he was basically like, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll I have no ego here. I, I'll, I'll see as much control as required to, to the coach. I'll, you know, I'll have my thoughts and I'll, I'll contribute those where I think I'm helpful. But for the most part, you know, that, that the, the coach is hired to coach. Chris Ward said that was not how his experience was. They had this assistant who was a defensive, uh, what they call him consultant for, for July. He made it sound basically like, there were some things that were suggested and there were a lot of things that were saying my way or the highway on the soccer, on the soccer side. So in, in the way that the maybe training was being run, certainly there was no players coming in. So that's not an element of this. Uh, so yeah, well, who the next coach is Chris Ward is a longtime scout and assistant coach. And this was his first turn at the big gig. And they almost had to give it to him after winning the championship. They were very hemmed in there. I think that they would have struggled to find a reason not to give him a chance, but like you're saying, if you're, if who are you trying to get? It's similar to DC United. It's similar. It's like, do you want to give a play? Do you want to give somebody that's getting their first shot? And uh, it's Angela Salem. Do you want to give her the job? Is her first time? She's two years out of playing. I, I don't know. I don't think so. I think I, I think you you cannot yeah. you cannot <laughs> uh, have a learning on the job situation with this talented roster because you're going to waste yeah potentially for someone that doesn't maybe doesn't know exactly what they want to do as a coach. So. Mark does not want to take over as coach, but I think that whoever comes in with the money that he's being paid and Michelle Kang has clearly some major confidence in him. You're going to have to deal with him. You're going to have to deal with him and you're going to have to deal with knowing that these players are not going to just take it, whatever it is, whatever it is. If it's something that they feel is unjust, they're going to, they're going to make sure that you know about it and and the team is going to take fast action. So you've got to have your stuff in order to come coach this club. You should have it in order everywhere, but for sure here, you've got Mark Corrine, who is going to, he's going to be a presence on the field. He's going to be in trainings. He's going to have his, he's probably going to have his assistant on the raw, on the, on the, on the staff, regardless of whether whoever you bring in, I bet that guy's going to stay there. And, uh, Michelle Kang is, is saying, I'm going to be a player's first organization. They're our major asset. So treat this asset the way that I want them to be, to be treated or you're gone. So, it's a it's a coaching it's a different coaching environment than maybe some NWL coaches have been in in the past, but this is the way it's being run. So I think that that'll be a very interesting search. They have an interim coach to be named shortly. He's going through background checks. He or she, I'm not sure. That's unclear. I would bet this week probably that gets named. Uh, but going to 2022 or 23 with a draft coming, uh, you've got Mark Corey in there. That's basically why you hired him. So that that mm-hmm. is his, his co- college knowledge and evaluation is sort of like his bailiwick. So it doesn't matter if it, you, you like to have the, the full time coach assigned by then. But if you don't, you're in good hands. Yeah. Yeah. I will see. I, I wonder, like I'm thinking of like some big names that, the, that you could bring in um, is also I mean, 
or do you you find a talent that you can think that is going to be that next thing and throw them in there? Um, who knows? You could do that if you want to have Mark sort of have a heavy hand on the till. You could afford to do that, right? Like sort of groom that. I, th- I think you're going to need a guy. You're going to need some person that does not have an ego to think they know because this is it, it's still a very unique situation. I think even in NWSL circles, a lot of the coaches kind of run run the show as far mm-hmm. as like recruitment and, and everything. I mean, that was certainly the way it was with Richie Burke. I mean, yep. when Richie Burke was here. He was, he was running and the show. Comms. He was the technical good. He, yeah. he ran every single part of the club and that was, and that was yep. okay to, for, for their current ownership. Ross Wilker says yeah. that next coach has to get the most out of Trinity Robin. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, I, and Ashley Sanchez. 100%. Highest paid player in the league. Got to make sure that she is healthy on the field, happy, engaged uh, and, and scoring. It, if there is one player I expected maybe to take more of a bigger step this year, it was Ashley Sanchez, and I don't think she's done that mm-hmm. this year. Um, I think she's been kind of the weakest of the of the trio. Played so amazing for the national team. Yes, so she's done well for the national team, but I think it's been it's um it's been tough goings for her this year, and I mean it's been tough goings overall over the field. <laughs> but um, few few players yeah. few players to you know Anna Halford did not take that next step. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, but again, you know, you, things can change when you when you get in. I mean, Anna Halfordy took major steps in her first year. I mean, she was really a a underrated part of this team. I felt mm-hmm. heading into that final stretch of the season and played a huge role in the championship as yep. well. Um, so it's it's it, I think it you get a better team, you get a better start to this year. Hopefully, NWSL has learned some errors from the schedule, and you know, like I said, I also think like the the team that is currently constructed would be attractive for any coach. There's so for much sure. talent that you can take advantage of. And if you feel like you can direct that energy well and can can get buy-in, you, the sky's the limit, really, with this team. This team could become a dominant force in NWSL. It absolutely could. It could become a a, a North Carolina-like dynasty. Um, and the fact that you almost get this year, like you, you, you know the talent is better than what the results are on the field, and you get that high draft pick where you can bring in maybe another mm-hmm. generational talent out there on the field. You have some room, maybe if you're if you're if you're maybe looking to offload some players. Um, honestly, uh, any coach, I think there are probably a lot of coaches that look at this job and say, you know, if 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 the ego is not too much from from Mark or it's a, it's a good situation, I can manage. There, I could really make a name for myself here and and really grow, really really grow as yep, a coach. I agree so with that. we'll see, we'll see. Um, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting off season across once the board again. for all DC sports once teams. Again. It's yeah. Want to want to yep, make sure the, I get our get our plug in for our Patreon, patreon.com slash RFK Refugees. Uh, we've got a couple new folks. Ross, who's actually I believe watching the show right now on Twitch, uh, joined us I believe this week. Uh, the idea there is you get the show earlier. You get the show as soon as it's done. We've had some technical problems tonight, so we'll see if that's the case tonight. But usually uh, tonight or, or or very early in the morning the next day, and you get ep- you get all of our interviews a week early. So you've had an opportunity to get Sam, or not Sam Staub. You had a Julia Rotter. Uh, you got her early, and you also got a chance to get Bailey Feist early uh, before everybody else. So it's, it's, I think, a great opportunity. You get to ask, get, make sure you get your questions answered for all these players, uh, and suggest players you want to hear from, and then we get that done for you. So if that's interesting to you and you want to support the show that way, Patreon.com/slash/RFKRefugees, uh, and also, hey. Yeah, join us uh, if you're a listener to the show join us on twitch uh we are li- well, normally nine o'clock but sometimes we go long so if you just want to hear spirit talk uh if you can join us at 9 p.m on mondays you'll maybe catch a little bit of dc united talk towards the end but then you'll get the spirit live and you can engage with us in the chat so something to think about yep 
All right, folks, that's going to do it. Thank you so, so much for listening. We will catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Whew.